Welcome to the So So Scrutiny Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Stocks, and I have my co-host, Robert Maine. Wait, did I see you in Brisbane? You did not. <laughs> Damn. I thought I did, but I've never been there, so I guess that's... Uh, Australia? Australia, I believe, yeah. I don't know. What's up, bud? Not much. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, staying busy. Walking yeah. out to Yumi Inc. 6. This is who that is. I'm going to be reviewing them later. What else? Want to break down the episode real quick? I'm, I'm doing that. Yeah, we're going to be talking um, a couple movies, actually. You watched Dissonance. The di- no, The Dissonance. The Dissonance. Yeah. Sorry, not Documentary Dissonance. Documentary that's out. Um, Promising Young Woman. We both watched that. Yes, we did. Um, and Yumi at Six Record. New one. And then you're going to do a new segment. The scru- yeah. We haven't really thought of a name. We're like the uh, the literations, so the scrutiny shelf, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. We have a sweet bookshelf that needs some books. All this- do you have the books that you're going to review? Can we I put them on there? I do have the book, yeah. Because be- I-, I know it's all digital you stuff. You can take pictures of it. Uh, I try to stick to, you know what? Oh, fuck. I have a book for you that you're going to fuck. Oh, my God. It just dawned on me, and it's going to look awesome on our shelf. We'll um, do that. But, yeah, I, like- I mean, I want to not... Not that I don't like the uh, Lego Batman mobile, but you know we could, <laughs> that that shelf that intersperse it. Um, but yeah, because I'm not much of a reader. I don't read. Um, I read Netflix captions. That's my thing. So I want I want to hear about books. Oh yeah, for it. sure. Yeah, I read excited. all the time. So, so well, yeah, and I know a lot of people read. So we want to do a little bit of everything. We do movies, music, video games, and I know books are a big thing. Yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, unofficial sponsors. We are in the midst of our first. Not too many. I don't want to get. We've no, been, we've been getting pretty been sloppy slop. on this. Uh, apologize. Yeah, especially the last one. If you guys st- stuck around for the seltzer. Oh yeah. God bless you. Because uh, we were definitely very drunk. Everybody was. Yeah. Um, but that was the point. We, I mean, we tried to make it little shots, but after a little. Yeah. After, after, a, lot after of them, a lot of those, you get kind of yeah. buzzed. But today, what, uh, Corey, what are we drinking today? Newcastle. I haven't had Newcastle Cheers. in a long time. Cheers. Um, Newcastle is a good beer. One of my buddies, shout out to Taylor um, from my band Skylark. Yeah. Um, this is one of his favorites. He loves it. And plus, he said he was going to start listening more. Oh, He's my, like uh, more regular. So, oh, shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, I got, it's one of my favorites because it's my, on my keychain. I got a nice, cool Newcastle bottle opener. Nice. And this actually, when it all began, he was like, oh, Newcastle's really good. And I was like, eh. On tap, it's better. Everything's better on tap, man. Yeah, and that's what, I God, think that was the point. Yeah. I miss tapped beer, man. Yeah. Oh. I miss it, too, because, and I guess, to me, tap also means, like, oh, we're going to chill. We're going to sit down. It's going to take a little, um, that type of experience. I miss that, like, yeah. going to the cauldron, sitting at the dark bar. And, well, they don't have you know. tap beer, though. Oh yeah, I forgot they only have they have good beer selection, but it's all can and, and and bottle. But they're more about like cocktails and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I get their it. cocktails are good. But they too. should just have like two. Yeah, a beer company should go in there and go, hey, I'll, we'll set you up for free. Like Town Park, it's probably a lot of money. Town but. Park is great. I like yeah. Town Park. Hmm. Um, but yeah, good beer. I haven't had it in a while. Finish that. Yeah, our second sponsor. We're open it up. We're gonna open it up on. There it is. Liquid Death. 
Cheers again. Cheers. Uh, sparkling water. It's it's just isn't, sparkling water. Isn't there some like joke where you can sell your soul? Yeah, on you, their like, site. You sign up and like you pick your finger and you like sign your blood on this like contract to like drink more water or something. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know. It's, it's kind just, of a fun little. Hey, I hip. like that though. It's like, just sparkling water. It's not. It's got no taste to it. It's just like a cool can, cool name. I mean, that's what it is. I do like it though because some sparkling water like. The, just weird flavor. The bubble to it. ratio is very good. Yeah, it's like mild, fine, but then yeah, it's not overpowering. So mm. murder your thirst with liquid death, and uh, hey, liquid death, send us a free case because we'll keep talking, talking you up or yeah. any company. Hey, any who's a who's the competitor of liquid death? Um, liquid life. <laughs> oh, liquid Jesus. <laughs> holy, wa- holy water. Holy water. I guess would be. <laughs> I, we're not selling holy water on this podcast. Sorry, dude. That's one one thing we're not gonna sell. I will. This is really good. But I if like anybody it. out there who has some shit they want to pawn, we're always down for free stuff. And yeah. speaking of, we still have a contest going on. Yeah. It's so sad. I feel so sad that no one has gotten this. <laughs> and I want someone to get this prize, Corey. Yeah, I know. They'll get a bunch of stuff. I know. And I just want someone to get it. <laughs> it's not related to my family somehow. I know. I, I did send some stuff out. Some people got some I, stuff. I need so. to send some stuff out, too. Um, so, unofficial sponsors. Let's get some music in the background. Yeah, for sure. What have you been doing? You been teaching? I have been. Um, it's been going pretty smooth. Like, ever since break, it, time just, you know, is flying by. Um, Going to have a baby shower soon. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, a drive-by? It's going to be a drive-by. We just opted. Do you have to let your complex know you're doing that? We're not doing it here. Oh. We're going to do it at Liz's uh, parents' house. Okay. But you have to your, then you have to let your neighbors know? Uh, she's, they, they will. It's going to be a lot of people. Yeah. But we. Jam jam. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be crazy. Their, their street is like really narrow too. So, but we wanted to see people, but you know, obviously from a distance and got to keep that baby safe. Yeah, so she's she's getting all kinds of gifts already. Um we've bought a bunch of stuff for her too cuz we're like super excited. Got what till yes, May you 1st. You're probably more excited than she is. I know. I'm I'm like <laughs> girl to add totally. But um yeah, we've been doing that. Been playing video games like revisiting old video games. So I've been playing Super Mario 64. Nice. Cuz they released a something oh. called Mario 3D All-Stars. Fin- I never beat it. Yeah, they inc- they, they switch did this limited release thing of Mario 3D All-Stars. So it's like it has Super Mario 64, mm-hmm. Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy all on one. I think it's really cool. I think the... the oh, Sorry, what was the first one you said? The 3, uh, is just, 3D. Is, it just, is that what it's called? Super Mario, Mario 64. Yeah. yeah. That's I think the only one I really played and I didn't finish it. Once you got up into the... Uh, like the second, third story of the castle and all those quests, I was like, these are too... I don't know what to fucking do. It was just like, I don't know. It is really hard to figure out. I'm not into those games in general, so... I just... I love those. That was really, like... I like the idea it was, yeah, 360 versus, like, the 2D plane. Oh, heck yeah. yeah, And then they're releasing... I'm really excited. I'm trying to gear up for uh, Mario 3D World, which they're re-releasing. It's the game... You're probably all familiar with the advertisement of like Mario in like a cat suit like for what that was the big game on like the Wii U and they're re-releasing it but with an extra game on it 
Okay, nerd. That'd be cool. <clears throat> yeah. By the way, this is Data Remember. Cover and acceptance. Don't hate it. I, don't I know. Ha- it's pretty cool. I don't hate this. Yeah. And I appreciate that uh, acceptance gets the... Uh, a lot of those young kids don't know who acceptance is. Yeah, so, they, that first album. New the, acceptance sucks. I'm gonna say it. It sucks. But the first album rules. Yeah. Actually, no, I think it's their second album. The um the cool thing about that record is <laughs> um it's all like acoustic, so it's it's actually really cool. Like a oh. cool little uh detour. Of course they also have um if it means a lot to you, that the sappy song that they played on their second record. Oh. I think this was recorded at Andrew Wade's studio. Shout out to Andrew Wade. I like that guy. He's a fun producer. I follow him on social media. He's fun. Um, I've been busy, luckily. Um, jobs are starting to slow down, though. I'm starting to worry. I don't have any really coming up next week. Um, but most of January, I was busy. Um... I know I mentioned on the last one I had done a week, the weekend thing for the halftime, but it was like a commercial, like coming up the weekend performing and like all these footballs falling on him. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, but then after that, I actually got to work on a segment of the actual halftime show. It's like the intro for the halftime show. So I know what it's going to look like pretty cool i won't say too much because i don't think legally i can but it's pretty fucking cool like what you're gonna see on tv it doesn't compare to like walking around on that set and seeing what they like hand built just for like a 30 second like yeah clip. it's this like huge like cityscape thing but it's just it's crazy it's um uh, so like yeah, he it was actually two days. They, it was the first day they built this huge set, and he's it's like the literally beginning of the show, and then he walks over and like sits down on this thing, and then it cuts to this other. Th- I don't know all about like although I worked on this, I don't know yeah. a lot about it. I've been trying to piece it together, you know, and, and a lot they're not allowed to tell me. It, although the people like I know the producer and all of like the people in charge, but they're like they kind of hesitant on telling and they, they kind of and, and yeah. some things they don't even know because it's so secret um but the second day was like a cut to and i still don't understand the shot but what basically what they had to do was build a like six-story green screen for this one shot and there's not a lot of six-story green screens in la like the only ones are like it's like the sony lot and they're kind of busy right now so they had to and the convention center is not busy at all right yeah now. and i guess since the covid they've been actually filming a lot there because there's just these huge open rooms and you can, yeah it's pretty great you can do that there's a lot of uh electricity and stuff and um they built this six-story fucking green screen and then brought in this huge crane camera and had this guy like basically fall like down like he was like def- obviously on like, he had a like lines on him he had, he had like a, a crew what do you call that um, a special effects but like i can't remember but they had a visual yeah <laughs> no, not visual effects but like it's the stunts 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 dudes and he was on these lines and like they they fall but it's kind of like a slow fall but it was just cool and i'm excited man i worked on a, a super bowl I've, I've always wanted to work on a super bowl commercial yeah and then i kind of did and then it was like oh no way i got to work on the super bowl halftime show basically that's so. super cool yeah and uh then i got a new i got a thing um this tuesday wednesday uh 
I'm just driving basically. I, don't, I probably won't even step inside. I don't think I can step inside the actual house because there's like COVID procedures. Yeah. What they do, I haven't worked on a lot of these, but I know of them that these bigger sets will have like zones. Like depending on what your position is, you can't go into like certain things. Like if you're not a zone A person, which is basically like. They take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. And I found out it's for this company called Crepes Erase. You know what it's called? You know that you've heard of that? I was thinking it's like for crepes. I don't know why they would erase crepes because crepes are delicious. Delicious, yeah. But apparently it's like this anti-aging cream. I mentioned it to my nana. She's like, oh yeah, I have that. Like I get coupons. I was like, I I, I figured you'd probably know what it was. And um, Jane Seymour. Do you know who that is? I think. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman? Yes. She's going to be there. I probably won't even see her, but she's like the, it's at her house. And Malibu, so I'm just driving people around, paycheck. But uh, then I just worked. Then I just worked on this little commercial for uh, Tough Contender. This thing called Ray. It's like a female supplement company. I've worked on a bunch of those. Pretty easy. Wrote a lot. It's kind of st- kind of same kind of thing. We were inside a house, and we we're trying to limit the people inside that really need to be there. And yeah, I didn't need to be in there unless I needed to be. So I was out in my van or in the kitchen. I was doing a lot of writing. I'm trying to write more. You see that script I sent you? Yes. Okay. It's the one you sent it to me. I know, before. but this is, I've, you did I've touched some up. it up. Okay. I'm cool. really, now this is like, I'm really happy to work on one. it. Yeah. And I just started a second one that's a little bit thriller. I'm basically not ripping off, but trying to pay homage to Dragon, the girl in Dragon Tattoo. Oh, the yeah. The scene at the end where um, Skarsgård has Daniel Craig in the basement all. Uh, hooked up and pretty much ready to die vibes of that scene kind of but with like a marriage and I'm, I'm I have some cool cool ideas so yeah I had to check it out I gotta get excited about writing I writing, can see that fucking sucks it's I know and I need to I have to do the same thing too me and Andrew have been working on writing um like friends and well-wisher yeah. stuff but I sent it to him know. too so yeah that's what I've been doing all right, let's get going, because my battery's going to die. For, for some reason, I lost a little outlet. Dang it. So we're at 62%, so we got to get going. So what are we doing first? Promising Young Woman. Yeah, let's do that one first. Uh, um, I don't know if there's an album. I bet you there's a soundtrack. Let's play the soundtrack I think, first. Well, I think it's it's probably got, like, yeah, it has yep. renditions of other songs, like orchestrated stuff. So little, we're gonna do some spoilers. I, yeah, I kind of want to spoil alerts. this a little bit. But it's a new movie, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back, listen to this because it's a, it, it's worth it. Yeah, right off the bat, I really liked it. Um, I had a feeling I really was like I saw. So a little backstory to this. Um, it is so, very relevant too, and it's oh yeah, scary. Relevant. So speaking of filming, my job, I about a year and a half ago, I worked on this thing called Dream Screechers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember thing. that. And then it's up in Thousand Oaks. It's like this little filming. Um, God, I'm just lost words right now. Location. It's like a up in the hills. It's got like a, a trails you can go up in, but it has like this little mini main street and like a barn and like two houses. They do like weddings there too, but yeah. they do a lot of filming car commercials. And then the first time I worked there, it was like a five-day shoot overnights, and I was hanging out. When you're a PA, you work out with the locations guy a lot. And... 
it's just you're you have to be in contact with yeah. it. Yeah. And so I met I made friends with this guy. And I, I I still remember his name, but um, we just made friends. And then I had to leave. And then a year goes by or more. I just worked on a Toyota commercial at the same spot. I was like, oh, I remember this place. And I remember that guy. He was kind of yeah. my mind. And then I ran into this locations guy. I was like, this is the guy. And then he came up to me. He's like, hey, you look really familiar. And then we were like, yeah, yeah. And we were like, we were on that thing. And so we remembered each other. And so I was, I was asking him, like, hey, man, like, how's, what do you guys have been filming up here? And he's like, well, a lot of com- car commercials and stuff. But like, this, this movie, um, I just saw the trailer just came out. And I'm really excited about it. And I was like, oh, show it. Let me see it. And he pulls up the trailer for Promising Young Woman. And I was like, we're in already because I like the, the premise, which is, we'll get into it in a second. But um, I, part of the movie, so when she goes to the bachelor party and she's in her car and she's walking up barefoot with her things, that road is leading up to the cabin that that Dream Screechers oh, cool. thing was filmed in. But, but when they get into the house, I think that house was, that's not that cabin. It's, it's a different cabin. It's not two stories. It's only one story. But there is like this down, just down the road a little bit, there is like this really nice, like nicer modern cabin that is two stories that could have been that. Or it's a different location. But he that he knew that they filmed there because obviously he'd worked it. So I was like, hey, that's cool. I worked at this thing. So when it popped up, I was like, hey, Nana, I worked there. That's cool. I worked there. I know that hill. Um, so that's always fun. So that's that's the first time I like found out about this movie was this guy brought this trailer. So um, have you heard about it other than when I brought it up? Have you has it been popping up um, at all? Because I've I've seen a lot of advertising no, for it. I did not, but that's probably because I wasn't on. Yeah, I wasn't. So we'll start it off. To, yeah, directed by Emerald Fennel. Fennel. Has she? What else is this no, kind of a so debut thing? This is her first movie that she wrote and directed. She's actually a um, uh, an actress. She wasn't in this. Um, oh, let me bring it up. I, pr- I think that the gr- music is great girls will this. definitely and women sorry both um, will love this movie but I think guys it, it kind of sucks for guys because it puts us in a general team of fucking terrible dudes people that, yeah. yeah and it kind of you don't want to root for the dudes at all <clears throat> any of them but you'll like it because you I agree with everything they say yeah. you, you can't disagree with anything that's no, in this yeah, fucking movie and if you do shut the fuck up and it really does shine a light on some important stuff yeah. too I really um, yeah it's very clever um, yeah uh, Emerald Fennel she's been in actress she's in The Crown she plays Camilla when I told Nana that she's like oh oh I know her um, <laughs> okay, oh I guess she, oh she's she is actually credited in the movie. She's the host of the Blowjob Lips makeup video. Remember, she's putting her gloss on, and she's like, she, it's like a bit, you think it's just a makeup tutorial, and at the very end, she's like, okay, and that's how you do Blowjob blow Lips. Oh, like, yeah, oh, I yeah. remember that, yeah. That's that's her. That's funny. Um, yeah, so she's actually more of an actress, um, so good on her, man. She's, she's a fucking babe, too. Yeah, she's um, just like an awesome, awesome actress. I just, I don't... Well, not Carrie Mulligan. Oh, Emerald, Emerald. Okay, yeah, yeah. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about her. Well, too. right now, let's do it. I mean, Carrie Mulligan, she's she's a babe, too, man. That nurse's outfit. Oh, boy. I know. It's, it's like, like the whole point of the movie. Yeah. She, they really dolled her up. She, she looks hot in all these fucking And scenes. she just, like, something about her character and just the how, like, 
determined. Yeah, how like nothing. She's like a freaking a force to be reckoned with. She just like bulldozes all these dudes, and it's I, so great. I have a feeling that Emerald, the Emerald, the director, she probably was thought of this as a short. Yeah. And then expanded on it and made these other like little vignettes. Um, I've, I feel like that first scene with Mc, uh, McLovin, that was like probably the first like yeah. nugget of like, I, I don't know, just from, I, I'm thinking. And then she expanded on it. Um, but there's some just like clever scenes in this. I really liked the, the first, first one too. Yeah. The principal scene where she like kidnaps the kid and like is taking. Oh, her. yeah. That was great. Dude. That was so good. Um, one. Um, so yeah. So well, basically, if you're listening to this and you've seen it, then you already know the premise. But if you haven't yeah. seen it and you're still listening, I guess here's the premise. I guess yeah. So she's out there. She's fucked over a lot of guys apparently in that little notebook. She, it's. I'm guessing the blue lines are doesn't kill and red is like she kills she doesn't really they never yeah they never really like or is it just random like is it just a touch of like realism you know i don't know i don't think she's killed anybody before for that end part to be as like extravagant as it is she does actually hold on i'm thinking about it when she does come out of that club with the black guy and the dude she's dating, Bo Burnham, like catches him, and the whole thing goes down. And then the black guy like talking shit to her, and she's like, "Well, there is this woman out there that has a pair of scissors." So she does insinuate like there are other women that do this, and could be, yeah. So I think if not kills, she like physically harms, like if because like McLovin, he does like try to take advantage of her, but he's like sweet, I guess, and is like a, and like high and just doesn't know what he's doing. It's just a dude, and then she just puts him in his place, and he's probably never going to forget that. Where the dudes that like physically go way too far. Well, because I'm wondering if that first guy, they never show what happens to him, but the first guy that like tries to take her home, right, from the bar, like uh, Adam Brody. Yeah, yeah. I feel like something happened to that dude, right? Because she like yeah, he like took took her panties down and everything. Yeah, yeah. So the whole, in essence, the movie's about, like, this woman, something happens in her life, I guess we'll get to that later, um, that just makes her explode. Like, she kind of loses it, but not Well, let's get out of the right way. We find out that she was in college. She was becoming a doctor, and her best friend growing up was also wanting to be a doctor, who she was in awe of, and they were all in college partying, and her friend got too drunk, and these overprivileged white dudes took advantage Ra- and, yeah, and raped, raped her, her and she was never the same and killed herself yep. and that, we all knew it was coming but we'd never fit, like never heard it yeah and I'm, until like uh she, he's like is she all right she's like no she's dead or something crazy that this shit had yeah. happens and it happens a lot in the guys i think I like how they overplayed the frat boy thing with the guys because it's like that's how I always envision these people who get in trouble for the or don't get in trouble enough for it, but like the overprivileged guys, yeah, a little over the top, cartoony a little, but it was to really like show how fucking stupid that somehow that's how they act sometimes. Yeah, and and it it was interesting to see the little things she's such a Carrie Mulligan is such a good actress because she does these little subtle things like did you notice like with her 
fingers, she was constantly doing this, and it oh, was like that. constantly. Uh, she was like tapping her fingernails like with her thumb, um, and she just has these ticks, like these things she does, and just like just like constantly plotting yeah, and thinking, yeah. and very um, intentional with everything. And um, I, I remember seeing the trailer, like all these fun um, act. I mean, there's just like these great little just cameos of like these actors like um, Adam Brody or Adrian Brody. Adam, Adam, Adam Brody. I, I really liked um, oh, what's his name? Yeah, the, uh, the British dude. Uh, um... But I was really, I was really excited about Bo Burnham. I love Bo Burnham. I think he's so underrated. Um, but the the, the lawyer, Bo Burnham's the the Brian, the boyfriend, the, the boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad he had a bigger role. I'm glad he wasn't just a dude that yeah. she fucked with. Um, God damn it! What was the guy that played the uh, Alfred Molina, the lawyer that like cried yeah. and was oh, like, oh dude, dude, that was intense. Just give that guy a script and he'll just yeah. fucking te- tear up the Such scenery and everything. Good, yeah, that yeah. was a great scene. And I liked how she was just like not used to it. That was the first time that someone was like a po- like super apologetic, especially with her friend's death. It was just like the opposite of what she's been given the whole time. So and then he admitted a bunch of stuff then, to her. Like they're yeah. And at the end, yeah, she he was like the fuse that like lit it all with the uh, the the tape and everything. Else. Oh, I like it. Yeah, look at that in a second. Um, and then yeah, McLovin. And what's his name? <laughs> uh, Christopher Mintz Platz, I think. Is that it? No. Is it? Yes, yes, it is. You're right. Christopher Mintz Platz. Uh, yeah. And then Molly Shannon is in there for a little bit, and uh, it's funny because Stifler's mom plays her mom. Yeah, which was funny. It, oh, there. And even Bo Burnham makes like a, a joke about how his her mom's so hot. It was like a reference to. Well, the th- she yeah, was like American the original Pie, yeah. yeah. The sad thing about it is like even her family dynamic. They're so broken because like yeah, I I don't know exactly what we don't know that story. We I guess I would assume the family kind of got torn apart after. Um, what's her name died yeah I forget the character's name Nina Nina yeah after she died and um, Carrie Mulligan's character kind of like loses it um, I think it really like jacked her family up too Um, but they they were so good too the dad and and the dad I've seen before too um, oh yeah he was great dad and the mom like both of them I really one of the parts that got me was when he he stands Clancy up. Clancy Brown, that's her name. Yeah, dad. he stands up and he says like, "I'm just glad to see you're back," and he's kind of like really happy. And that's when shit goes even crazier. Yeah, like right after that scene. Who um, else I really like? Um, uh, the um, for the most part, the I feel like the characters were so convincing that in the chemistry was great because that's an awkward like really sad kind of thing to play out but they owned it yeah. and they did it so well like it's not an easy topic <clears throat> so yeah she then she's fucking around with all these dudes and then she she then she gets into ryan who she knows from college she and, the, and she's a little hesitant yeah. at first because but then he's super sweet and they fall in love and then then he catches her trying to kill or fuck with another dude yeah and then well no okay, back up a little bit the one thing i that stood out to me that I really didn't like was like the beginning of I guess the second act where they're falling in love during the in the pharmacy 
during the Paris Hilton song. Yeah. That, that was way too long. It was, it I, was under, long, I understand yeah. they were trying to emphasize it's like a like, montage. This is the nice, cute time of being in a relationship where, you know, you're flirting and in, in bed and, and watching movies. I get I get that. But you didn't have to show fucking like seven minutes of that. Like it took it seemed like it took forever. And that's the only thing. That's really the only thing I didn't like about this. And then I maybe I missed it. But like, when was the moment she realized it was this Ryan? guy's a? Fucking... Oh, it was the video. Oh, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So she, she heard fucks, the voice. She fucks yeah. with that, that Madison chick, and 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 gets and makes her think she got raped, just like Nina did. But it, it was all set up, and um, she finds she remembers that there was this video the whole time, and it has this old cell phone. I remember that. And so she watches it, and it's Ryan. He's on. I don't. I don't think they really. You hear his voice. She heard. But his, I don't think, definitely heard his voice. I don't think it was for sure that he was raping Nina. He was just there, and he, and never, he was and filming never, it. I think he was the one filming something. It. it was definitely closer than she should have stopped it. Basically, yeah. And so yeah, he she blackmails him with that basically to see where the uh, um, bachelor party. And then one thing, Nan and I both looked at each other when they were doing like. So like Madison was like, um, they they do like the number two up there, you know. Remember yeah. like the Roman numeral, yeah. Number two, and then the next one was like three, three, and then four. And but then it was it was one. But no, but God, go ahead. Did the four? And Nan and I both looked at each other like, wait, that looks that looks wrong. And we both like, shouldn't it be one V? And we're like, IV. yeah, one. No, like Roman numerals, because when you do four, it's not four into yeah. lines it's an I and a V and then when they went to the fifth one and did the cross we both looked at each other we're like oh it's the nope oh, yeah okay. it's like the nope clever yeah. clever but I bet you a lot of people probably did you look at that and think I, that looks weird I, or did you think it was like oh it's the lines I didn't I didn't I was like I didn't even I thought it was more of an aesthetic thing uh, like okay like it's like chapters and I guess that's kind of what it was but but yeah once they did like the line th- I was like, oh it's like a, the, the slash marks in her notebook so um, but and to see it cross it off was like okay, it's finished basically. Like yeah. this is the the big finale. And anyway, she disguises herself after after she finds out her boyfriend is like an asshole and he filmed the girl getting raped. He was like, okay, I'm gonna go get this guy. I'm gonna. Ki-. She planned to kill him. Yeah. I'm, well, or yeah. that's debatable. No, but she no. You yeah. want she wanted to kill him. Yeah. So she goes. To no, go, she wanted to write Nina all over his body. Yeah. So she carved he, yeah. he wouldn't forget her name. And then guess what? Instead, she gets herself he killed. Broke out. Not gets herself killed, but he killed her. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, I was the whole because it's a long. It is. It's pretty you unsettling. Yeah. Someone die, and I was wondering the whole time, like there must be some kind of like oxygen tube. And these there. fuckers like probably researched how long does it take to to to. to Suffocate yeah. somebody, <laughs> um, but I was thinking the whole time, oh, she's just faking. She can, she can breathe. She's just pretending. I know. And then it, all of a sudden, when you take, you take the pillow, it's just gonna be like a fuck. Like that have been, but I then it was like, I do, it, and I was like, oh fuck, she's just gonna. This is how it's gonna end. But then, oh, and then yeah, it was kind of a satisfying ending where yeah, they they basically burn they burn the body. This other frat douchebag, and uh, they go on with the wedding, but. The Turns Alfred, out Alfred Molina yeah. guy gets a thing in the mail saying if you if I come up missing you got to show this to people and can't, the cops come and like how the, and she, the like how the frat boy guy like starts running into the woods I kind of liked it and she, did you did you notice the rendition of uh, 
of Britney Spears with the strings, dee, 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 but it's all slow. I I was trying to recognize what song it was. Okay. Because they were doing it's that. fucking awesome. Okay. Toxic? Yeah, it was so fucking oh, wait, cool. It's on here? It probably is, but it was so cool to hear that. Yeah, here we go. Like, so cool. Let's go to the shooting scale. It's all like slow. That's basically the story. And she she gets everybody. She gets revenge. Um, I I thought the sound was amazing. The soundtrack was awesome. I gave it uh, 7, 11 all, all together. I got 3.5, 3.5, and 4. Some of the songs were annoying. I didn't. I got 13, yeah. I, I, I get that the Paris Hilton song was... It's the, the song... The lyrics kind of go with the story, and it's, yeah. it's ironic that they put a Paris Hilton song in there, and he because it's all the upbeat. And but stuff it was like too. okay, a little much. There's just a lot of girl songs in this. this I would appreciate so this cool. just more. I would appreciate this, this stuff more. Cool. Yeah. Like renditions of all this, it's very thriller e. Like mm. you know, um, in this this song. I, I think this song right here and the way it's played embodies her character so well. Like, it's very get out. Like, uh, yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, cinematography. Another thing that kind of bugged me a little bit. Um, this cinematographer, I don't know his name, I'm not going to look it up, but or I guess I can. Um, he's kind of a newer dude, too. He's done some things, but not. I don't think anything <clears throat> to this scale. Yeah. Um, and... I started to notice it when she was having lunch with that Madison chick yeah. in her trunk, where they were having back and forth, and it was just that this when they were cutting to Madison, like the close-ups, it was just an awkward, a proportional what's called the thirds. Yeah, you look at a screen, you're supposed to break up the the, the image like into thirds and kind of place your you know who's talking and what like some background. It was just like placed weirdly in the third and nothing behind her yeah no flowers no people talking it was just and then it just was bugging me and then it started showing up more into more scenes they kept like cutting to like these th- weird third i don't know does it make sense to me like yeah it was, it, was just, it was just bugging me i know they were trying to trying to be like artsy and stuff but and they some scenes were really great so there was great lighting in this and i especially like like that's what you, that's the that's what you want. I really liked the moment when she was, she got out of the car and the guy was like, what the fuck are you doing blocking the road? And then he, she gets out with like a club oh. and breaks is like, I filmed there as well. Thank you for reminding super me. Super cool. That is in Pomona. I'm pretty sure at the old mental asylum. Yeah. Super it's cool. Whole, like this huge empty, basically city, like next to the 60 freeway. It was awesome. Cinematographer was Benjamin Carcoon. You know, what's interesting too is I think I mentioned that you uh, this to you earlier was it kind of reminded me in a way of I, Tanya, like the coloring and the lighting and stuff. Yeah. And then I remembered in the credits, I saw that like uh, Margot Robbie was one of the producers. Oh, really on this? Yeah. Oh, and like, not that. that that makes any difference, but like it, it felt very, she felt very like Margot yeah. Robbie, like had that, like she's produced know, some other things stuff. that she's not in. Yeah. She's great. Um, she's great. And it's a great, great person to have on your team, um, especially. Oh, yeah, she's, gonna be, she's gonna be the bar, she's Barbie. Yeah. Um, but wait, what? She's gonna be Barbie. There's gonna be a Barbie movie. Of course, there's gonna be a Barbie movie. Like a live action, yeah. 
A doll living in a Barbie land is expelled from not being perfect enough and sets off on an adventure in the real world. A live action feature film based on the popular line of Barbie toys. <clears throat> Directed by Greta Ger- Gerwig. Huh. <laughs> really? Writers Noah Baumbach? What? Who's it? What's that going to be? You don't know Noah Baumbach? Mm. He does fucking weird, like, indie. He did, he did Marriage Story and Squid and the Whale and Francis Hall. Oh, it's going to be dark. <laughs> what the fuck? That's <laughs> I wonder what's this going to be like. How did Mattel <laughs> sign off on that one? I don't know how they did that. Um,. All right, so what I else? The, I thought the acting was, was incredible yeah. all the way across. It was um, clever, funny, dark. Writing was really good. Uh, I gave the quotability like a little bit lower just because I don't remember any uh, of the lines. Oh, I was thinking of one. Um, damn it. When I was doing the scale, I thought of one. Um, damn it. No, I did five. Oh, I Why did I do three, five? Why did I, I do five? I give it a three because I don't remember any lines really. Now I can't, but I remember doing when I was doing the scale, I was thinking of them. Overall, though, I pretty high on the overall, like except for the advertising because I didn't know about it. But look at the times we're in right now; like yeah. you don't know about anything. I do. <clears throat> Driving around LA, there's well, yeah, some billboards. If and stuff. you're within the yeah, I gave it eighty-five. I gave it an eighty-eight. Oh, it's like pretty right close. Yeah, it's not. I'm. If this director Emerald Fennell continues with what this is, she'll get into yeah. She'll I even get a better cinematographer. I even think there are some arguments for like some Academy Awards here, like some of the acting. Well, they have it this year. I don't know if they're having it. Yeah. Oh yeah. When they have already had it already, isn't it in January? Oh yeah, you're right. Is it? Yeah, I guess. No, no, no. February. It's later. I forget. Yeah, but I I could imagine yeah, Carrie Mulligan being up for it at least. And then another character that we didn't mention that I like in Orange is the New Black is... Uh, oh, right. Name. My gosh. Why I did was going to look her up. Yeah, she was great. Why did it... Why is it escape me? I was telling Nana, like, if if you asked like pe- right-wing people from the South that never watched Orange is the New Black and showed her scenes, showed them scenes with Carrie Mulligan and her... Do you and then now, or no? I would say with the scenes with Carrie, her, and uh, Bo Burnham, and then you go, um, what kind of people are in there? Is it two women and a male? Is it three women? Is it like what is it? And they'd probably say two women and a male. Like I, they're <laughs> the trans community. Inter- yeah, is it intersex now? Is that what the terminology is? Um, or is that or is that? I thought I don't know. Honestly, problem. I need to get. So many, I need to educate. They're getting really good, man. They're getting. Yeah. <laughs> they look like chicks. It's like amazing, it's, yeah. Um, and it's cool that they like that is fully. You're fully able to. She do was hilarious that. too. Yeah, she's she's great in um, Laverne Cox. There you go, Laverne Cox. Why am I not seeing her? She um she's great uh, in Orange Is the New Black. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, because. Uh, when I was at the little thumbnails of the people's photos <clears throat> are really tiny. And all I saw was like almost white skin and blonde hair. What? That's like her IMDb. That's the exact she's black. opposite. When you, when you go to her page, she's, she, it looked more black, but she's got yeah. blonde hair. It's like kind of weird. Yeah. She's, she's a wonderful she's actress. She's a uh, great. Oh, if you haven't seen orange is the new black too, she's really good in that. It, it drags a little, not a great, not too great, but the, I think the actors in that are really good. But if you can check it out, it isn't, it's... You gotta pay for it. Yeah, you gotta pay for it. It's like an on-demand thing, 20, sure 20 bucks. 
Well, this next movie I'm going to talk about, uh, it's also, you have to pay for it, and I illegally downloaded it. No. Wait. I think I saw it somewhere for free, though. The Dissident? Yeah. No, it's, I just warned. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so. And it doesn't have music, so I'm just going to put on some... There's no music? Well, there Oh, is, it's probably there's, sound. There's yeah. no soundtrack. Okay. I'll put some Lorne on. I'm just going to get through this really quick, because it's, it's kind of a bummer. It's a documentary. Um... The Dissonant. It's directed by Brian Fogel, and you would know him because he did Icarus, the steroids. You ever see that? The steroids documentary? Yes. About yeah. the Russian doping scandal? Yeah. Incredible. Go watch that first. That's and crazy. This is a little different. Um, a lot different. Um, it's a little bit, it's a lot more morbid. So it's basically, it's about, I don't want to mess this guy's Because I don't know anything about this, so. It's about the assassination of Jamal Kahat. Kashagi, Kahagi. I think that's how you say it. I heard a lot in this documentary. I should know how to pronounce it. Um, he's this famous Kashagi. Uh, Kashagi. Yeah, I can say it. He's this famous uh, journalist from Saudi Arabia. Has a huge backstory of. He's his thing is like. Just like how they had like gun nuts in America, and that's like their whole thing. Just Second Amendment, Second Amendment, Second Amendment. His thing is like, it's not First Amendment. It's it's free speech. It's like they don't have the First Amendment kind of thing. But his whole thing is just spe- free speech. We want to say whatever we want. We want to say whatever we want. Wait, where is he from? Saudi Arabia. And that yeah, they it's, don't have that there. They don't have that. Um, it's one. The, the here's one thing to, to say how they don't have that. They have Twitter there, and. The one statistic that was kind of crazy, it's like one, what was it, like two out of ten people in America are on Twitter. Yeah. In Saudi Arabia, it's eight out of ten. It's like their internet. That's like, it's, that's, in some countries too, like people have Facebook. That's what they call, that's what they think the internet is. It's Facebook because all these phones just come pre-set with these apps. So they think just, it's not like a web browser. They don't think like Safari is the internet. They think yeah. Facebook and, inter- and Twitter is the internet. It's kind mm-hmm. of so they have that kind of stuff, but it is controlled all by Big time, yeah. the, the government and the, the royal family. Um, so Jamal has been going around for years. Um, just... And, and what's, what's crazy too is he was part of the the government, like close to the royal family, as one of their like journalists there. And he's there's plenty of footage of him like praising this family. But after a while, it's like, well, I want to say this other stuff. And he he left and had to leave, and he's got this whole backstory of leaving and never had to, and never got to go back. And then it also follows this other young um, activist. Um, I can't see his name, but he's another young guy living in Canada and it's following him and his progression. And then when he meets Jamal and guys, it's a lot. I'm going to make this quick because it's, it's a lot. It's, it's very dense. Um, Jamal gets killed going to get marriage papers at the consulate in Turkey, Saudi Arabia. He goes in, there's video footage and you you never see him ever again. The country of Turkey did a, tried to do the best investigation they had. They, they had they they interviewed like the head of the investigation. He was great. That dude. Um, they they were able to finally to go in like after like a week or something and do an investigation and couldn't find anything. It was it's crazy. Um, they basically came to the conclusion that he was dismembered, tortured, and dismembered. There's also this weird thing that I might have to go back and figure out how they got it, but they there is audio of the murder of this guy. 
and they never play it in the movie, thank God. But there is a transcript, and they go to it a lot, and it's they know exactly what happened to him and who was there, and no one has been arrested. There's international arrest warrants for like 15 people or something. God. Saudi Arabia was just like they recognize it. They're like, no, we're gonna take care of it though. It's like we get, we we know what you're talking about. We're gonna take care of it. They're like, no, this is like a serious thing. Yeah, though. like we want to take care of it with like we need to be involved. Like, no, no, we're gonna take care of it. And like since then, like people have gotten um, either. <laughs> it's just like this crazy. It's like this ending thing. It's like I said, dense. Um, gonna make you really love that you're an american and i can go on twitter and tell and and tell ted cruz he's a cunt and not have to go to jail for i actually got um i got banned i got got got, banned on twitter you get like suspended suspended for like 10 like i I got the other day for saying that i didn't say i wanted to punch ted cruz in the face i said that ted cruz looks like he needs to get punched in the face and for some reason twitter didn't that's weird yeah i (laughs) i I called him i actually i I actually called him the big c word but Uh, he's a big old cunt i'll say it about dudes i i can call dudes cunts sorry ladies especially ted cruz i'm not gonna call you ladies the c word well ted cruz is a butt there are some other there are some in the um uh, Trump administration, but we we're talking about that. But dissident, if you want to feel educated uh, and know about the story, um, I'd suggest watching it. Maybe wait till it's maybe streaming somewhere because yeah, it is like twenty bucks, or find it on Pirate Pay, unofficial sponsor. Um, it's gonna get, it's gonna win best documentary. Yeah, and I gotta if, check if, it out. If there's Oscar, it's gonna win. Um, so yeah, watch that one. Let's get into a uh, little bit more upbeat. We got to gotta get going. You me at six. My huh? battery is dying. Yes, you me at six. You me at six. You me at six. Six. Um. So you don't know these guys? I don't. Not really. Well, I've heard of, heard them, of them, but not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I got into them probably like. When did that album come out? Let's see. Uh, 2010. That's when the album came out. I was gonna say. 10 years but I didn't want to feel that yeah. old um, yeah you make six, you me at six came on my radar um, here I'll put some music on um, this is the title track it's like sucker punch it's very so this oh oh, oh one other thing before I we go, um, I move on I gave uh, the dissonant uh, 90 on my scrutiny scale Got it's very good it out. it's very good um, just want to mention that um, yeah so you make six I'm not a fan. Uh, there's a couple songs that I liked back in the past, in the past, um, but I never like had them on my iPod at all. Yeah. And then uh, I was just looking around for new albums to review on the show and noticed that these guys had a new album. I was like, oh, I'll check this out because they're pretty big and they've been around for a while. They're a UK band. Um, there's like six of them, five of them. Um, this album is very '90s. I kind of like it. It's like you could probably like this song, you, like the Matrix and all those like. Um, it almost makes me think of like John Wick too. Like got like that vibe. Very, yeah, like dark. You know. L, or uh, New York greedy, uh, I don't know, techno rave turtles, yeah. um, especially this song. Uh, this album, not that it sounds like the Seaway album, or no, the Bearings album. Um, 
that it was good. It was just all over the place. They don't know what their sound is. This is kind of to to degree, but not so much. But because if I was going to write an album, like right now, not all the songs would sound really the same. I would have like these pretty songs, but then yeah. I also want to write like really hard rock songs. So my album would be all over the place too. Um, but just that being said, like they have this song that like goes right into this song. Sounds like a fucking country album. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Um, but then I did some research. <laughs> Doing the old research on our another unofficial sponsor, allmusic.com, which is like IMDB, but for music. Come to find out there's a lot of composers on this album. Uh, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven composers. Eight if you include the band, apparently. Um, that makes a lot more sense. That's why I've, this, song, this album's all over the place. That um, I think that there's like this this line of when you want to if, if you want to play music for a living that's fine it's great but and you want to be artsy and that's your whole like I want to get my expression and my musical creativity out that's great you gotta pay the bills yeah and you gotta sell albums and there's this whole business aspect to it it sucks but you have to do it and when I look at it like an album like this I I I liked it. I don't love it, but I appreciate that, like, they wrote this album to, like, get paid. Not only from their fans, like, sale, like album sales, but on commercials, on, like, in between, like, on sporting events, going into commercial, coming out of commercial, off movies, all that stuff. Like, that's what shit, that mailbox money. So I think that's kind of makes it a lot more sense now seeing all these composers that like they probably have a few songs on here that like they wrote themselves, but then they also were like, hey, we should have like these five or six, seven, eight, maybe how many albums songs are on here? Songs in our back pocket that we know it's like an investment because you're paying these composers to write these songs and they're obviously good at what they do if you're not you know hiring them they're probably brought to you by the label um, this album has 11 tracks so it's a good, good number um, so there is that and then there's like this song that totally reminds me of AWOL Nation you know that band yes dude it's not, this is fucking AWOL Nation like, yeah, sure, right? yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not crazy when I say that. Um, but what I came across, like, so yeah, I think they wrote this album to fucking make money. Also, but the positive on this is. I think this is an album you could probably put in the background of a party and make everyone kind of happy throughout the night. It's got some rock songs, like right off the bat. We uh, we started the the, um, the episode with this song. I like this one the, the most. Nice to nice to me. I could totally hear this like as an intro to like a sporting event. Now, welcome, welcome to Angels Stadium. <laughs> The starting lineup, lineup for your angels. angels. Number one, number one. Or, or, leading, off. leading off, number, number 20, 20. 20, playing second base, 
David Fletcher. You know, you like, know? yeah. Like this build up to it. Absolutely. I totally hear it. Um, I, lo- I, like song. I like this. The And then it's, the chorus is great, too. I like the build up. And I like that it's only on really like one note the whole time. And you got room for like sound, ambient sound and stuff. And now we're back on the NFL on Sunday night. You know, this is totally like a song that would come in from a commercial. So, um, but then there's like the last track on the album. It could totally be a rap song. This is what it's like. coming I like the album artwork too it's cool right yeah Ooh. uh 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 can you hear like a rapper yeah absolutely kind of shit on here? or so. even like fever I could yeah. hear fever he could very true yeah I could this could Jason, definitely be a right? fever song you could totally jam uh, over that so it's good. It's not great. Uh, I might go back to it every once in a while. Um, I gave it a 70 overall. It's got great production, great ambience. There's some great... Um, I don't know if one of their members does like keyboards or that kind of side of the band, but I have a feeling there is. Um, otherwise, I don't know how they would do some of this stuff live. Um, what else? Yeah, Sucker Punch. Go check it out. It's all right. Yeah, check it out. Where'd you get it? Where did I get it? What did you give it? Oh, 70. I said that. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, so there you go. Um, What's next? We're doing your books. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll turn it down. Um, oh, you know what we forgot to do? What? Sports Roundup. Oh, yeah. Just want to do a quick... Uh, we're gonna, I know we talk about sports every once in a while. All right. So sports roundup. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. All right. So I, I know you're not really like big into football too much. No, but, but I know who's going. Are you going to watch? Are you going to watch the Bowl? Yeah, I think so. Buccaneers and Chiefs, right? Yes, indeed. Brady versus uh, Mahomes. I don't know, man. I think Chiefs are really good, but you can't count Brady out, man. Yeah. Give Brady the ball at the end. You never know what's gonna happen. So, you gonna just gonna, you guys gonna watch it though? I think so. Yeah. I hear there's not gonna be a lot of commercials this year. Budweiser pulled out Coke. They, Pe- Pepsi said they did, but the Why halftime show out? is fucking sponsored by. Because it's like for COVID and I don't know. They had some bullshit excuse. Budweiser's like we're gonna. Budweiser's like we're not doing Budweiser commercials, but we're gonna have Bud Light commercials. But the money we're gonna spend for Budweiser, we're gonna do like for COVID education throughout. I don't know some bullshit thing. Weird. Um, so yeah, that'd be fun. That'll be uh, next weekend. And uh, big news at the NFL today, especially our Rams. Or I don't know, my Rams. Are you a Rams fan? Uh, I. Would you be a Rams fan? Them or 49ers. I've always been big on the 49ers since I was a kid. So. This doesn't dis- this doesn't dis- concern you. Back then. with Jerry Rice. Our Steve quarterback Young. is 
been traded. Jared Goff is no longer our quarterback. We now have Matt Stafford from the Lions. I know him. He's great. He's good. He's been around for a while. He's a veteran. You can call him a veteran. We traded uh, Goff and three draft picks for fucking one dude. It's a pretty big trade. That's, yeah. And then we're also paying off, like, his contract and stuff. I don't know. I've talked to some Rams fans today, and they're, I talked to my dad. He's pretty happy about it. Sad to see Jared Goff go. I liked him, but I was not a fan this year. He just, he's just, he's an old, he, he, although he's young, he plays like an old school quarterback where we need to play like a Mahomes or like a Russell Wilson, someone that can move and. Yeah, old skinny leg Jared Goff over there can't do it. So I wish him luck in Detroit. Hopefully, you know he does the best over there. Uh, other big news with the Angels: we lost somebody, Anderton Simmons. Well, we didn't lose him. He's a free agent. We decided not to sign him, and he wasn't. He wasn't going to. Where sign is he with us. going now? He is going to be a Minnesota Twin, and I wish him the best. He is great. He is great, but he gave up. Like he didn't play like the last week of his last season. He just didn't want to play. He was ready. He was ready, he like ready to quit the team. So kind of shit. Like don't appreciate that. Yeah. Um. But wish him the best. He's great. We need a freaking pitcher though. We got one right, but we need another one. Well, Trevor Bauer is still technically on the market. We'll see. I don't know, man. He seems like he's gonna go to like the Padres or good. His whole thing, which is. Take, I think taking a long time for him to uh, sign too is he's not looking for like a ten-year, two hundred million-dollar contract. He's looking for the he does one-year deals, and teams don't want to do that. He's gonna find and, himself in a lot of and trouble. It's like it's well, it's like, do you guys need me? Am I an A-list pitcher? Did I just win the Cy Young Award? Then you fucking do it. Like I appreciate his stance. He's a little. I do, but that's gonna run out. Punk rock. Punk, but he's gonna get paid. Yeah. He's, someone's going to. Because I mean, the Dodgers are after him. The Angels are but after I, him. I saw San Diego like on Reddit, was, which was like, it wouldn't be baller if like all the teams just didn't sign Trevor Bauer just to say fucking you. let him. Like, <laughs> rock. Fine, dude. And just send, then take the whole year off, motherfucker. Go to Japan <laughs> pitch. Um, also, big news. Um, Real quick, uh, uh, Nolan Art Arenado got traded to the uh, Cardinals, which was that's huge. I mean that that guy was a Rocky, like, but the Rockies fucking suck, and the Cardinals are really good. Well, oh, the Rockies don't suck. They're they're is he a pitcher? No, he's the third baseman. Third baseman. Okay, he's solid. He's probably. But that's he's, he's going the, to the he's Cardinals. Pro- he's probably the best third baseman in the National League now that. Anthony Rendon isn't in the National League yeah. anymore. Now that we have Anthony Rendon, um, well, who did we get? We got a couple like pretty good players so far, right? We there was a nothing, pitcher, nothing big market. I mean, um, smaller guys. That's the thing. I was hoping like our new GM would kind of go we, out. We on have a, yeah. gone and done the big like we got went and did the CJ Wilson and and stuff like that, but. Um, like a really big name pitcher would be nice. Oh, we got Kurt Suzuki, the, the the catcher. He's a fucking MAGA guy. Not happy about that. Um, Is he? He's good though, right? He's all right. All right. Um, I'm trying to see. That's enough. We'll get into more baseball when it gets closer. Just a little. Was quick. it April? No, they're gonna they're gonna start reporting this in February. Do you think they're gonna play? People are gonna be going. That's or? that's the prediction. That's a prediction. It's I mean, like football. You could, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think 
unless California figures it out, we won't have fans. But like Florida, it's gonna have fans, and all those Texas, all those all those limited probably. But they will. I think we will. I think we'll be able to do like limited and like distanced. Because that would be nice to be able to go out and do a game again. I don't know. What was that? It's getting eerie in here. The fuck was that sound? That was weird. I hope that showed up on the mic. I heard it over the microphone because that was. I did not drop anything. <laughs> weird. Okay. It's getting creepy in here. All right. Let's move on to your uh, scrutiny shelf. I'm very uh, excited to hear about this. So, yeah. what are you talking about? I am talking about Lincoln in the Bardo. Oh. It is a okay. very, very strange book and written very, very weird. Okay. What does that mean? There's like a... It's, oh, shit. It's a really weird... What are you doing? What is that? I'm getting a phone call. Really? Oh, fuck. This is... In the middle of the podcast? This is the producer of that... Ah, vi- oh, shit. Come on. I gotta take this. I gotta take this. Really? You, you keep going. I'll, yeah, I gotta take this right now. Well, Just keep folks, going. Just keep going. The host is stepping out of the room. Just give me a second. All right, whatever. Jeez. So, like I was saying, I read um, Lincoln and the Bardo. It's a book by uh, George Saunders. It's a pretty interesting name, right? Hey, Corey. What the fuck? It's me, your bookshelf. How you doing? Folks, my uh my bookshelf is talking oh, hey, no, right no, now. No, keep it keep it down. You can't tell anybody about this. I'm not supposed to talk to anybody. Only you, Corey. I'm going to shit my pants right now. Not even your host. I'm talking to you while he's out of the room, duh. How how are you alive right now? How am oh, I? Oh the talking? magic of books, of course. <laughs> Was this the reading rainbow? I don't know how you didn't know I was alive this whole time. I've been in your house. I've been talking to you, but you guys, you haven't heard me since now. I just thought I was losing my mind, actually. Well, hey, well, tell me what book you're going to put on my shelf today. Jeez. All right. So I'm going to suspend my disbelief here a little and tell you, bookshelf, what I read. This is happening, so it's okay. (laughs) Lincoln in the Bardo. It's by George Saunders. Lincoln in the Bardo. Oh, okay. Tell me more about it. It is a book by George Saunders set... Oh, George Saunders. Yeah, he's great. In a time of <laughs> why, why Abraham. Are you la- why are you laughing? This How do you serious. know this? We're talking about literacy. Yeah, not many, see, I know all about books. Not many people know, but you're not a person. So, okay. Uh, I'm a bookshelf. So it is set um, during 1862 about Abraham Lincoln, like the time Abraham Lincoln was president. Uh, who's that? The... Well, I'm just fucking with you, Corey. Of course I know who Abraham Lincoln is. Come on. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) All right. So anyway, uh, Abraham Lincoln was president, and his son actually died, Um, Willie Willie Lincoln. Oh. Um, He he passed away during the president's tenure, and so I think it was like like typhoid or something. One of those, like, you know, illnesses. uh, COVID-1796 or COVID- COVID COVID-1. 1832? 18, Civil War? 1862. Oh, okay. Um, so, anyway, the story has it that George Saunders, you know, he, he told the story of how somebody said that Lincoln actually, after his son died, he would frequent the crypt where his son was interred and he would actually take him out of the coffin and hold him. Wait, wait, back up. Interred? 
interred, like what, what where he's mean? buried. Oh, I never heard that word before. Well, I'm, I'm a bookshelf. I should know, but I don't, don't you have a dictionary on there uh, or something? I, you haven't put one on there, motherfucker. Let's put one on there. Damn it. I should do that. <laughs> All we have are toys and stuff. I'm sorry we fill you with bullshit. No, we have a we have an Edgar Allan Poe thing down there, and uh, there's a couple things, but yeah, I'm, I'm locking in the pages, sir. All right, we'll get right, that. Continue. We'll get that going. Um, so anyway, he's um, the story goes that Abraham Lincoln would go visit the crypt and actually take him out of his casket and hold him in his arms and like cry and stuff. What he was that he he kind of like lost it there a little bit. That's real. It is real. Well, supposedly, I can read you the story. Many years ago, during a visit to Washington D.C., my wife's cousin pointed out a crypt on a hill and mentioned that in 1862, while Abe Lincoln was president, his beloved son Willie died and was temporarily interred in that crypt and that the grief stricken Lincoln had, according to the newspapers of the day, entered the crypt on several occasions to hold the boy's body. An image sponta- spontaneously leapt into my mind, a melding of the Lincoln Memorial and the Pieta. I carried that image around for the next 20 odd years, too scared to try something that seemed so profound. And then finally in 2012, noticing that I wasn't getting any younger, not wanting to be the guy whose own gravestone would read, afraid to embark on scary artistic project he <laughs> desperately longed to attempt, decided to take a run at it in exploratory fashion, no commitments. My novel Lincoln and the Bardo is the result of that attempt. So the book is, the Bardo means the point between life and afterlife it's like the middle it's not purgatory necessarily but it's where like ghosts or you know spirits like are trying to figure out their purpose and where they're going and each ghost i think that's kind of the the realm i live in probably too maybe (laughs) did you used to be a human we'll get into that in later episodes (laughs) okay um so anyway the um the whole idea is that he um, like it's set from the perspective of the ghosts and it almost gives you like a haunted mansion vibe. Mm-hmm. Like the ghosts, they're all like grim grinning ghosts, like all living in the same, um, like cemetery. And they all have these different perspectives because they all have different vices. So as they're watching Lincoln come back and forth, they're like, well, what's this guy doing? Like, why does he keep, they don't know that they're dead. They they think they're like kind of in, they they don't quite understand they're dead, so like, they call the it's co- like Bruce Willis in Sixth Sense. Yeah, so they call yeah, yeah. that's a good connection bookshelf. I, I I haven't seen the movie, but you're I know a connoisseur the, I, of the film. I know too. the reference. <laughs> you read synopses, kind of yeah. like Robert. He only reads he's a Netflix. Yeah, he's been synopsis. on his phone call for a while, huh? Yeah, it's, it is weird. It's really weird. He's been on his phone call for a while. It's so odd. Um. So anyway, sorry, they sorry, still on my phone call. I'll be out and like give me give me like five more ten more minutes. Go ahead. Sure, buddy. All right, I'll be back. All right. So, oh, speak it, of the devil. He doesn't know what's going on in here. He, he I wonder if he'll never, ever hey, know. Hey, you never tell him I'm alive. You hear All me? right, you fucking hear me? I do. Okay. I do. Go ahead, continue. Don't kill me. <laughs> um, I'm gonna fall over on you. <laughs> so there's um. It's really interesting because it's written from the perspective of the ghosts who all have their own vices that kind of like drive their like their problems and their view of this kid. They don't know that. Like I said, they don't know their dad. So they call the coffin sick beds. 
because they don't know that he's dead either. Everybody kind of views each other in this really weird way. It gets really trippy near the end. I don't want to like ruin anything. I want to keep this spoiler free. Yeah, I want to read it. It's a great book. But one of the things, and I did a scrutiny scale. You know what a scrutiny scale is, Oh, right? I hear your you episodes all the time. I'm a big fan. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I went, like, I kind of made a new book scrutiny scale. So we got cover uh, style, nice characters, writing, and overall. Um, the cover, like the title representation, was great. It, but Lincoln and the Bardo is literally like what it's about. So I thought that was awesome. The synopsis on the back is really good too. It like tells you it, you know, pinpoints. I'll read it. that later when you put put it on there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the style, the era realism was awesome. It felt like you were there. The language was on. The conversation. Yeah, so. the conversations. Gotcha. Um, the character chemistry was really cool. Like seeing the characters interact with each other, um, was awesome. And the writing though, if it's a little hard at times, it's kind of eloquent and like words, I, there were a couple words I even had to look up, oh, wow. um, like in your non-existent dictionary. Yeah. And my non-existent, I don't think I have it. I just use my phone. You know what a phone is? Yeah, I hate those fucking things. Yeah, they've kind of ruined you. You never hear, you never hear of a, a phone shelf, do you? No. It's just bookshelves, like me. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, bookshelf, that was a good one. Yeah, don't, lose this, don't lose it now, come on. <laughs> um, so... They did. He George Saunders really researched this. You can tell it was a passion project. Um, I did give it to one of my friends. Like, or I have it, but I bought them a copy because I knew they would like it, and they thought it was fantastic. Um, nice, beautiful writing, beautiful language. Can I ask you uh, what else has this writer done? Good question. I don't done think any movies. I don't think a lot. I don't think he. Could did. you see this as being a movie? I could. I don't watch I, a lot of movies, but I'm very curious. Um, I really would love... Oh, no. Yeah, he's written other stuff. 10th of December. They're all historical fiction. This is considered historical fiction. Right. Um, 10th of December, Civil War and Bad Decline, uh, Pastoralia. I don't know what that is. But... Um, Do I say Nick Offerman there? Is that Nick Offerman? Oh, right. wait. Nick Offerman, I think... Um, narrates did did the audio book I think gotcha. he's in the oh man now I really got to go back and listen to it so many good good things to do good but, good got to hire yeah and so um it's it's really good wait I'm seeing movies winky escape from spiderhead I don't know what those are it says movies maybe they're movies based on I don't know okay would you give it overall overall I gave it let me let me make sure I get the right 86 oh, it's a really good book pretty high very very good book um you'll know once I put it on yeah I'll, fl- I'll, flip, I'll flip through it it's kind of hard because I don't have arms obviously but uh I'll figure it out all right, bookshelf. Well, I guess I have magical powers, too. Maybe I could just, like, read it through osmosis. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah, anything could happen, right? Yeah. If a, book, if a bookshelf can talk, anything can happen, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, thanks, Corey, for this uh, segment. I'm going to I'm gonna shut up now because I think I hear Robert coming oh, back. Oh, yeah. And you remember, you don't tell him that I'm alive, okay? I won't. Which is kind of weird because he edits the episodes. So he's probably going to hear this. I uh, will edit he just, this part. Maybe, of it or maybe, something. maybe he just uh, just doesn't hear this part. So uh, here he comes. Here he comes. All right. 
So I am. Oh, dude, so sorry for that. It was a really important phone call. Didn't want to miss it. Oh, what did I miss? How was the book? Um, let's just say I don't really care. It's books. I don't care. Damn it. That's why it's your segment. I'll just like when I'm editing it, I'll just not even listen to it. I'll just get to this ending part. Cool. All right. Probably well, a good idea. Okay. Thanks. All right. Cool. So that's an episode. Yeah. What should we play? I don't know. It's your your outro. Yeah. Let me do a little pop quiz for you. We haven't done that today. Let me see. Let me go through my. While I, do, while I do that, do some do some plugs. All right. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, we are Ooh, I know. So So Scrutiny Podcast, uh, so, so Scrutiny.com. Um, I think it's, ooh, there's a couple ideas I have. Huh. Huh. I could hear a rapper over this, too. I could, yeah. Fever. Is it? Well, you think, no. What do you think about it? I'll say it. So So Scrutiny.com. You can also go to sososcrutiny.com slash ramartmedia, see some of my videos and stuff. If you're interested in some video projects, hit me up, email me. Uh, you can find us at sososcrutiny uh, on Instagram. Our individuals are the Stocksy, and I am Robert Arthur Main. What else? We got merch. We have a contest. Go listen to an old episode. It has a con. It has, you know, I'm just going to fucking tell you. It's the DJ Roster episode. Go listen to that one and find this find the code word and email us, message us on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You'll get a bunch of free crap. And we're gonna and I just got in license plate frames. So license plate frames, tote bags, we're out of mugs. We're out of mugs. We're out of mugs. We're gonna buy new ones, but we'll hopefully by then we'll maybe we'll get some bro. Yeah. Throw let some us, goodies let in. Let us there. know what that code word is. Um who is this? I was. It reminds me of like story of the year, but I can hear that. It's Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Okay, there were another make tonight. Close. It's my favorite song from them. So, all right, let's get out of here. Yep. The So So Screeny Podcast. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. See ya. And it turns her on We press the skin And though it resists So I slip inside